Ooh, and we are live on Discovery Paranormal. Ooh, it's Halloweeny. Beautiful weather outside, a balmy 61 degrees. You know what? That's nice for Halloween. Sometimes around here it snows, that type of thing. So Halloween, of course, is on Monday. It's cool because people have been celebrating the whole month. I've noticed on, on internet, everybody out there, they're just sharing the vibe, putting their cool stuff out there. The little pets, the little kids, little Halloween stuff, lots of candy. That's a happy, it's a happy holiday, right? Nobody gets all pissed off or whatever. It's it's Halloween. It's not Christmas. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not any of that. It's Halloween. It's about being anything you want to be. You go out there, you can wear whatever costume you want. You can express yourself in any direction. People are doing that anyway. Every, every day is Halloween for some, but hey, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while your freedoms last. Enjoy, enjoy it. So on tonight's show, in celebrating Halloween, not really, <laughs> we're talking about your third eye, your pineal gland. A lot of people have been writing me saying, Mike, what's up with this third eye you keep talking about all the time? That pineal gland that animals have, that people have. I want to know the truth. What's the truth? So. This is this is the basic gist of it. There's a pineal gland. You have it, and that's it. Case closed. Thank you. But it comes down to this. Communication, right? Communicating with your people, uh, the people around the world, people out in the universe sometimes, with your animals. It's talked about people and their pets. There are people that have deep psychic connections with their pets. Do they know what they're thinking, feeling, and vice versa? The more more sensitive you are, more likely you're going to know what uh, your, little, your little kitty, little dog, or even if you got a snake or whatever it is, what that's going to be feeling like, right? So it's about reaching out, but it's more than that. Because if you get into the world of telepathic thought, and even science has, has proven the the roots of telepathic thought, you know, especially in quantum physics and quantum tunneling. So these are things that people just need to learn more about themselves and practice. You know, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You see some of these uh, child prodigies, right? They're born with amazing abilities, right? They can play the piano or violin or you know whatever. Four or five years old, amazing. <laughs> Without a lesson, amazing. You know, of course, we talked about past lives all that past life regression and that type of thing. There's another one about this kid who who remembered his past life as a female in Chicago who'd ride the train. He knew her name, her family, five years old, telling his family this. They looked it up. They contacted the people, man. You know what? If we have enough time tonight, I'll, I'll cover that story because it's just kind of ongoing, and I, and I follow these things, you know, because uh, apparently you can remember your past life up till about your seven, eight years old. You know, I've had those experiences. I know other people that have had those experiences. Not just an active imagination. This is something that's well beyond. But this kid documented the whole bit. And then he said he went to heaven. That they died. He went to heaven. He came back down again, uh, you know, to this new family. They named him 
That's it. Case closed. Case closed. Okay. So what is your third eye? What is your third eye? The third eye is your pineal gland, of course, is a pea-sized gland shaped like a pine cone, right? Cute little pine cone. It's uh, located in the vertebrae brain near the hypothalamus and pituitary gland. If you know what that is, also known as the third eye, it is a revered tool of seers and mystics. Long, long time, man. You know, it's like the Egyptians knew about it. They had little carvings about uh, the pineal gland and all that, right? They they actually hold it in high regard. They understand that it's something that's substantial. You know, and also, you know, as humans grow and evolve slash mutate, right, to their environment, there are things that you lose and there are things that you gain. And I would like to think that people uh, can gain that level of communication with one another without having people completely read your mind. I probably would be in much more trouble in my life if people were reading my mind. Really? Yes. Because lots of things go through my mind, especially when I'm talking to certain people. And then uh, it's just stuff that you want to kind of, you know, not have anybody know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Not the goddamn thought police. That was. That was put forth a long time ago that they'd have these ways of, of uh, measuring brain waves and the thought police would be scanning your head. And if you seemed like you were some kind of sociopath, they would bring you in. Isn't that funny what people feared back then? Now we let criminals roam the streets with no bail. They commit crimes and they do whatever they want to do. Brain waves or not. The thought police. Yeah. Lots of stuff to be. The stuff to be afraid of is in, in the immediate future. And present is the stuff that's in your face, you know? Will you get pushed in front of a, a subway train? Maybe. Maybe. Bus? Maybe. Car? Maybe. Pushed off the building? Maybe. You know, stabbed, shot? Maybe, maybe. You know, any kind of heinous crime? Someone throwing poop at you? Yeah, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. And if all those things could happen, they'll most likely happen in a New York City or a Chicago or Los Angeles, you know, San Francisco, large groups of, of angry, out-of-control people. So you use your pineal gland to stay away. You ever get that feeling that there's something you shouldn't be doing and you just stop or you change your path, you know, and you you take – I've learned to, to be very open to messages, you know, and, you know, be, I mean, I have a scientific mind too. So, like, my scientific mind is always trying to debunk the, the other side and saying, you know, it's this, this, that, and whatever, which is good. It's a challenge, right? And they, they uh, exist together harmoniously now because there's science and paranormal. You know, the word paranormal is supposedly things that happen that you can't use scientific equipment to measure the responses, which, you know, is bullcrap if you've ever watched any of these shows that, use basic cell sensors and whatever to try to get some kind of response. Not not the cell phone going off in their pockets. You know, when I we do investigations, I was very certain that everybody shut their phones off, that there was no Wi-Fi around, all that was shut down. I, I measured the frequencies. I had little things. I'd walk around and measure what's going on because you don't want false readings. But you know people people want results whether they, they cheat them or not, 
which is, uh, well, you know, that, that's part of a lot of industry, as part of a lot of business, as part of a lot of things, as part of a lot of science, right? So you're always going to have those charlatans that are going to portray themselves as one thing and trying to, here's all this evidence, here's all this stuff, but they know it's BS, right? So whatever. Whatever. If you're serious about these things, the information is, is paramount. That's correct. And you don't want uh, anything that's not correct in your face, especially if you put your name on it. You want any kind of credibility. I'll tell you, the psychics out there that said that they've done this, they've done that and whatever, and they're amazing. I've had some of them on the show, Robbie Thomas. And and from, from the things I've seen from that dude and how, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just really showed me what he really was. And, and uh, you learn you learn from that because you know you test people. You test. I've never done an investigation with him, but you know he came on the show selling his books and whatever. And it goes to show you that people can write books, people can do all those things and portray themselves as such, but not really be that person, right? Maybe that's the person that they see themselves as. Their perception, self-perception, hard to fight against that. The people are living in fantasy land, right? So. What's the third eye in biology, you ask? So the pineal gland represents the third eye in biology, which produces uh, melatonin. Melatonin controls the the circadian rhythms, you know. And reproductive hormones, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to use that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my reproductive hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another ride, Daddy. <laughs> no, you shut up down there, <laughs> you know, little Mac. We don't need you right now. Give me trouble. Get me in trouble. Come on. <laughs> don't you want kids? <laughs> kids at my age you know what my age is women out there looking for dudes like me they got grandchildren grandchildren they're like you know what take care of my grandchildren <laughs> ain't happening man ain't happening you get to a certain point you don't want any trouble you know no trouble right you just want to live your life that's all and you hang out with cool people whatever happens happens it's all good but man, when you get locked into those contracts, oh my God. Anyway, anyway, you can use your third eye to avoid all that all that stuff. So the third eye activates when exposed to light and has a number of biological functions in controlling the biorhythms of your body. It works in harmony with the hypothalamus gland which directs, uh, you know, your body's thirst, hunger, sexual desire, all that, your biological clock that keeps on ticking, and that determines our aging process. Of course, you know, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, those guys lived for like 900 years, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened from then to now. Probably better off that it's not like that <laughs> 900 goddamn years without the internet. I mean, think about <laughs> 900, 900 years. Damn, what are you doing for 900 years? You know, 
after the first hundred, you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? You read everything, you wrote everything, you did everything, you did everyone, everyone did you. All right, man. Now you're 400 years old. <laughs> you're kind of more, a little, little halfway, almost. What do you do? Build some roads, <laughs> build some huts. You know, I don't know, man. I'm just saying that there's something that doesn't add up about a few things. But anyway, but you can see all that in your third eye. You can look on, look on back. And the aging process. So what if the third eye could affect your aging process? They've already said that that the pituitary gland can somewhat be neutralized. And they're looking at ways of prolonging uh, rich people's lives. <laughs> you know, if you've had the dosh, you can live. You know what I mean? If you're poor, you, you die a, a long, boring, painful death like the English patient girl. So the significance of the third eye. Developing the third eye is the doorway to all things psychic. Telepathy, clairvoyance, lucid dreaming, astral projection, the illusion of separation between self and spirit. It all dissolves when the third eye connection is cultivated. How do you cultivate it? Believe it or not, it can get calcium, calcified with like artificial sweetener, fluoride, things like that. It's very interesting the chemicals that that industry has introduced in foods that don't help you in any way. In fact, it clouds you in a lot of ways and even maybe uh, hurts your development, safe to say, especially when they link a lot of these things to cancer. Right? Love how these studies come out on stuff that they, they already have out in the marketplace. You know, like I think dry, dry shampoo is the latest one, you know. That happened today, you know, has cancer causing agents. Well, how come you don't know that before you approve it? <laughs> what the hell? Do people really need to race to a dry shampoo? You know what we really need? We really need a dry shampoo, man. You know what? The other shampoo is duet. Duet. I want something dry. Dry my hair and get that stuff out. Oh my God. You can't trust all that. Johnson Johnson baby powder with cancer causing agents yeah that that's that right there so anyway just live like a monkey <laughs> you know you know how, you know pick the crap out of each other's hair you know with your loved ones and whatever and, and hang out eating bananas man that's my life right there without the loved ones you know i can't pick the crap out of my own hair <laughs> that's what mirrors are for. god damn it all right so why should you awaken your third eye awaken your third eye Right, a block third eye, or it's called the, the Ajna Chakra. Probably saying it wrong. Is said to lead to confusion, uncertainty, cynicism, jealousy, and pessimism. Oh my God, they just named all my good points. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Ooh, I like this. Through an open and vibrant third eye, the highest source of ethereal energy may enter. While the physical eyes, right, your eyebells, perceive the physical world, what's going on in front of you, you know, and your perception of what's going on in front of you, because everybody's got a different way of thinking and receiving information. The third eye sees the true world, a unified whole, with an unyielding connection to spirit. A list of the benefits and abilities the third eye brings include, are you ready? You're going to write this down? Clarity. Concentration, uh, purposecuity, bliss, uh, intuition, 
decisiveness and insight. Probably something everybody could use, right? We all need those things. And, and you know, every day. That's the, you should have that in your toolbox every day, especially the bliss. The bliss. The third eye has been linked to lucid dreaming, astral projection, quality of sleep, and enhanced imagination and aura viewing. So how does calcification occur? I mentioned the third eye. You have outside sources that you're taking in that could, could block your third eye, whether it's intended or not. It's a very weird world for me because I, I like to take things at face value and then kind of, okay, that's what you got. You pick it apart, knowing what you know and whatever. You don't make anything up. You don't, you don't, you don't need to embellish. You don't need to make things up. You know, the whole book of Enoch, they made the whole thing up, right? The whole thing. There were like a few blurbs about him uh, in Genesis, right? The Old Testament. And they made these elaborate tales, stories, threats, all that in his name hundreds of years later. So, so anyway, <laughs> I just kind of, I find it, you know what, I it, it kind of gets in a rock in my craw when I hear people quoting that stuff and, and acting like it's, it's real is, you know, is, these are fantasy writings. I mean, you could op crack open uh, Harry Potter and quote that as real, right? The fantasy writings, you know, a lot of spin going on <laughs> fantasy writings. And then, then there are people, you know, that, that ancient aliens guy with the crazy hair, uh, George Supus, right? I just watched him. A couple couple months ago, whatever I had that thing on, I lost all respect for that show. By the way, like hundred <clears> percent, because they had somebody on there that just doesn't know anything, and uh, they used him as an expert, which I thought was okay. That's if that's their standard, that's what they've got. But uh, and they're not really in the search for truth; they're more in the search to push their their ideas. You know, like anybody in, in any kind of organized thing, a religion or not, or whatever, people push push their ideas on you. Uh, instead of really putting out the truth and then kind of examining it and using critical thinking, right? Anyway, but he was like quoting the book of Enoch and all, and like hanging on every sentence, every word about all these things. And, and it's fantasy. Like, like I said, crack open Harry Potter or Star Wars or whatever, you know, I, I mean, maybe they're, they're built on real life struggles of certain people, which is, <laughs> which is God dang it. But then, in the same sense, if you want to really examine data, true data, don't waste your time on bunk. You know, I mean, go out there and find out the real stuff. I don't think they care about the real stuff. I think they care about, you know, advertising, selling, right? I mean, isn't that? So calcification, calcification of the pineal gland is common if the third eye is not being used or as a result of diets rich in fluoride and calcium. See? See? Calcification is the buildup of calcium phosphate crystals in various parts of the body. This process occurs because of the toxins in everyday products, fluoride, hormones, and additives they stick in there, sugars and artificial sweeteners, radiation from cell phone use, uh, electric and magnetic fields may have negative impacts on the pineal gland as well. And some conspiracy theorists believe mass media campaigns advocating the use of fluoride and calcium are motivated by government control programs to stop you from from having your third eye you know they don't like original thinkers they don't like people who are independent 
uh, they, they want people on the bone, you know, so I'll just put that in there for my little government rant. But, uh, and, and then also, it's like a Ouija board, right? If you know anybody in, in that world, the psychic type of world, 99.9% of those people will say, don't use a Ouija board, that they're inherently dangerous. But then Parker Brothers, whatever, goes and releases these Ouija boards you know, a long time ago. Family fun, this is. And I'm thinking, oh, see, well, I watched my mom and my sister do it when I was young, and I thought it was kind of bunk. I figured one of them was moving this thing. You know, you're both supposed to have your fingers on this thing, and you know, it kind of glides around and goes to the letters on the board or numbers and spells things out. So it's it's like it's not a fun game. <laughs> it's a Ouija board. It's talking to the dead. You don't know who's going to come through for whatever reason. It's not like, uh, and even think about the other games they made that, that really irritate the hell out of you, like Monopoly. I mean, anybody leaving that game happy except for the person that wins, right? And then it's such a slow process to kill people off. <laughs> the game of life, how horrible it is. <laughs> and you got to go through this whole big thing and go back and back and forth and all these kids and whatever, and carloads of kids and you get back there. That's not fun. Some fun games. Yeah. Nope. No, the fun games we played, we played uh, lawn darts. You know that? It's it's like a huge dart, metal giant metal dart, a foot and a half long, and you throw it at each other. <laughs> That's the games we had. Yeah, the the dangerous ones. So, but we survived, right? Anyway, okay. Celebrate your third eye. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna dance around. Right? Most animals have pineal glands, right? often larger than human pineal glands, interestingly enough. So that will drive their instinctual knowledge. So while your pineal gland may be neglected and decalcified, you don't use it, it's up there in the attic, and you know, you don't know what to do, right? You got to celebrate that you uh, have that pineal gland start with. You start your activation, right? Your activation practice simply by sending gratitude to your third eye for your innate intuitive abilities and your connection to nature through the the you know circadian rhythms that the pineal gland governs right spend 10 minutes a day consciously activating your third eye through simple meditation you can chant you can pray you can dance you can prance you can do the yoga man Spin on your head. You could do all of it. You could do some yoga, then you could break dance, you know, then you could do a little prayer, then you do some chanting. Do all that in the middle of Walmart. See how people <laughs> tell people you're you're uh you're activating your third eye. Freaking out. They'll, you know what? They won't have enough Walmart, they won't have enough open-mindedness to understand what you're doing. <laughs> they, they wouldn't understand. That's right, I'm judging people. I've been to Walmart. You know, when you get out of there, you feel like you've survived something. <laughs> it's like, it's a very weird feeling. I've been to places before where when I've left, I felt like I've survived. You know, I've been in Queens through 
shootouts. People start shooting at each other. You just kind of stand there like an idiot. And then you, you leave there. You realize that you didn't get shot. <laughs> you survived. And you're like, yeah, I survived. That's how I feel when I leave Walmart. I don't shop at Walmart anymore, by the way. I gave that up a long time ago. Because of you know, that's one of the reasons. Another reason is I think they they put just shoddy ingredients, shoddy stuff, and whatever, and you know, in their products. And a lot of the products that they sell, major name brand products, they have specially made for them. So uh, so and the ingredients aren't as good. The batteries that you buy and things like that. I don't know, man. But people think they save money. You don't save money. You know, you actually you don't save any money. You you spend more because uh, the less ingredients, the stuff they put in there, and whatever. There's a whole bunch of things I can list. You end up paying more in the end. But the poorest people pay the most anyway. That's always how it is, right? So six ways to awaken your third eye. You ready? Avoid fluoride. You know through decalcification pay close attention to the water in your life i drink only a certain type of water it's very balanced it's it's actually a name brand but it's not like expensive or anything so it's it's very balanced uh with ph level right it's important not to have acidic water you know nestle's water out there <clears throat> the, the sam's club water walmart all that stuff very acidic water so all water is not water and then then there's the other side of the alkaline, you know, you see them pushing it, high alkalinity, this is what you want. That's also something you don't really need to have, you know, just need to be balanced, good, good balanced, no chemicals, nothing like that from a, from a spring. And that's not uh, downwind or upwind or anywhere near any kind of uh, plant, chemical, chemical plant, you know, whatever. So avoiding fluoride, consider adding water filters to your sink and shower faucets, but even so, getting fluoride, more like the uh, above the shower, more like, you know, I mean, your skin does absorb a lot of water, uh, like a sponge, you know, but it's not something that you want in your life. Supplement your diet. How's that? There's a list of supplements that support to detoxify the third eye, as long as it includes raw cacao, love it, man, goji berries, garlic, lemons, Watermelon, bananas, honey, coconut oil, hemp seed, cilantro, seaweed, honey, mm, spirulina, blue, green algae, raw apple cider vinegar, zeolite. You know, all people are going crazy for the raw apple cider vinegar. Like all of a sudden, it used to be like cheap, 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 and now it's expensive. Become it's become like a health thing, but it's very good for you. You know, it's really hard to get down. You know, you kind of mix it with some honey or whatever, and Try to throw it back. Uh, zeolite, ginseng, borax, vitamin D3, bentonite clay. All right. So that's good. You just have a little bit of a little bit of lemon, a little bit of cilantro. I mean, like most people eat most of these things. I'm a garlic freak. A garlic and onions. I'll take garlic all day long. Uh, garlic's always been in my life. The more the merrier. I like roasted garlic, my favorite. So with me, garlic is normal. Uh, what's on the list for normal? I don't know. Garlic, lemons, bananas for sure. Instead of coconut oil, I use like little flakes of coconut. I make like a kind of a mix. Like I throw a banana in the in this cup with some honey, with some other stuff, and some whatever fruit I got. Like I like berries. 
So I'll take some raspberries. I'll take some like uh, blackberries, kind of toss a handful of this, a handful of that. And then I drink like my normal drink to drink is I take a lemon, crush it down, I crush it, crush it down. I take a uh, light brown sugar, a little bit of that. And I put some of that in there. I take fresh ginger, a couple slices of that, toss it in there. And then just the fresh water that I have in my fridge and I fill that up. Mm, that's it. Ice cubes made with the water that I use. So it's no stinky, nasty chlorine taste. And that right there, you know what I mean? You can throw like mint in there. Sometimes I throw mint. Sometimes I do it with, put cilantro in there and cucumber. Mix it all around. It's good stuff, man. Anyway, essential oils. Many essential oils stimulate the pineal gland and facilitate states of spiritual awareness, including lavender, sandalwood, frankincense, parsley, and pine. Essential oils may be inhaled directly, added to body oil, burned in a diffuser, or added to bath water. Oh, good. And you can sun gaze. Now, sun gazing is... is it's a time and a place, <laughs> you know, to burn your eyeballs out. The sun's a great source of power, and really, it's really the first few minutes of a sunrise or the last few minutes of a sunset that you can kind of look at it and you don't feel like anything's burning out in your brain. Uh, meditate and chant. Like I said, get out there, do your thing, full moon, whatever. People love to, to boogie down. So meditation activates pineal gland through intention. Consider visualizing the decalcification of the pineal gland as its sacred nature is illuminated and directly connected to the source. Chanting causes the, you know, basically chanting causes the bone in your nose <laughs> to resonate. You know, that's the easiest way to say it. And it's like, you got to do that home um, in the shower, I practice with a lot because the shower's got such great acoustics. I practice with a lot of these, these like these sounds that I kind of get off from, from the frequencies that I, I mess around with. And it's interesting, it just is the feeling is, is interesting to your whole body and around you. So, anyway, but but go there and chant that ohm, ohm. Do that 108 times each day. <laughs> That's what I said. 108 times. Oh, do it in the middle of your office. Oh, hey, Bob, do you have that survey handy? Oh, stop homing me. Stop homing me. Answer me. Collaborate with crystals. Crystals are influential allies in the quest to awaken the third eye. Use crystals, gemstones, and the purple, indigo, or violet color palette. Uh, the color palette serves to awaken, balance, align, and nurture the third eye. Try amethyst. They're fun to play around with. Purple sapphire, purple violet tour, uh, tourmaline. Uh, place the crystal gemstone between and slightly above the brow during meditation or you could glue it up there <laughs> crazy glue <laughs> nobody would even ask you these days people aren't allowed to ask you anything these days isn't that funny it's become oh but they still do <laughs> it's become a, a weird thing weird thing so don't don't glue a rock to your head just saying 
Let your intuition shine. Once you begin working with your third eye, you will begin to receive guidance, messages, and visions. Strive to have the courage to follow through on what your intuition offers and your third eye strength. I'll tell you, I'll go back to this one instance, man. I was driving down the road. Got to loosen my load. And uh, I was driving down the road, had the kid in the back seat. Had the, you know, it was, it was kind of fall like it is now. Balmy warm like it is now. It's nice, you know. So in my car, I put like uh, the sunroof open, right? It was evening, cruising, going to the mall. And then all of a sudden, I heard this thing, like almost like screams, like an alarming type of thing, like like it was loud. And I stopped, like I hit the brake. There was nobody behind me, so I, you know, slowed down, stopped. And when I did, like five deer, like ran right in front of me. And and if I had kept going, I would have plowed into all of them, you know. So whatever that was, whatever that is. It was something that had happened, and a result happened off of my actions or my reaction. All of life is is action and reaction anyway. I mean, nothing really happens spontaneously. Something causes that thing to happen. Some kind of energy thing causes it or whatever. So anyway, that's that. So the third eye. Let's say you get a hunch. You're walking in the woods, right? Just like I talked about it. You got uh, two paths that come up. Your instincts tell you to take the right path. Your phone is ringing, and you know who's calling. You meet someone, and your gut tells you this person cannot be trusted. <clears throat> you feel something move through the room without any possible explanation. You don't know what that is, but you got the feeling. So your intuition, all of these things that have to do with your third eye, what you're feeling, the scanning the room, or even outside the room, there are the things that the future, the past, and all that, all these things kind of come together. So when you grow in the spiritual process, you will definitely come in contact with these vibes, these feelings. The more your third eye opens up, the more your intuition will grow. You can sometimes already predict what's going to happen before it actually takes place. And I knew that was going to happen. So you let it happen, right? Opening your third eye is a process. So open the third eye, you know what? It can happen if you're ready for it. If you feel a certain pressure on the spot, it will disappear. Months later, it happens again. <clears throat> it, it's open again, closed again. It's a process of trial and error, like everything in this world. you know. But if you work at it, you can develop these things. It's kind of like uh, you know, uh, people who use visualization as a technique and that's part of it too right if you can project the things that you want you can kind of create that world around you and apparently it's your thoughts and actions that do create that world and it really is if you think about it so you want to be able to be as as peaceful minded as possible when you open up your third eye right and then the future Lao Tzu said seeing the future was a flowery trapping of the Tao. It's not the present. Imagine if you knew your future all the time. You knew exactly what was going to happen all the time. Without having anything to chance, not, no mystery, no nothing. It would be kind of boring. You know, some people like it that way. Some people create their lives that way. 
and then they they fine tune things down to the point where not much can go wrong. And if it does, it's manageable. And that's really the way. That's probably the best way to live without going crazy, right? So your third eye develops further in the future. You can see clearly with it and observe other dimensions. A very important and interesting part of your spiritual growth is, is that, seeing these things and being part, uh, accepting what, what you've seen without, without analyzing it. You know, when I read the report from the CIA about uh, mapping out the surface of the moon and all the things they found and, you know, when they worked with psychics and the whole bit, that's their declassified report. That's the mouth of the CIA. And it's interesting talking about it because, you know, they understood when dealing with these mediums not to allow the mediums to think. Just give me what you're getting. Don't try to rationalize it. Don't try to think, right? Same thing when you get energy. You have to examine the blob of energy and not think too hard, you know? So, signs of your third eye opening. Are you ready? Your dreams become more vivid, and you you can remember them better. And not see now there's dreams that the bits and chunks and pieces dreams. That's the dreams most people have that kind of jump around, and mainly they're surfaced on whatever's going on in your life that's kind of being folded out. Then there is lucid dreaming or dreaming of dreams, people, whatever who have died who come to you got a message. Dreaming of the future, dreaming of the past, dreaming of other things in the present, all that stuff. And also traveling, right? Projection, astral projection, out-of-body experiences, all of those things. So, yeah. So your dreams will become more vivid, and then you'll have more of remembrance. I have I made mention that sometimes I wake up saying someone's name, and I write it down because I forget it right away. I look it up or whatever, nothing there. It's just kind of weird. You never know what's going to come to you, right? So, okay. Once you open that third eye, you'll feel peaceful. You feel beings around. You see beings. You often have deja vu experiences. And in my deja vu experiences, I've gotten to the point where I can predict what's going to happen in those next few moments. It's very weird. And I can change those things, which I've learned to do, which is also really interesting and weird. So. But when your third eye is open, you become more creative. You're full of creative ideas. You know something uh, before it happens. You have those feelings, right? You know what your goal is in life, the things that, that drive your passion, the things that make you happy. You feel comfortable with that, not always searching, right? So you, you meet your guide. You feel like you've been guided, animal spirit, you know, other types, spirits, angels, whatever you want to call the spirit guides, you know, and you feel other people's emotions, right? Be empathic. And you see auras. You often have that gut feeling, intuition about all kinds of things. And then you have to listen to that. You got to pay attention to that. You have a tingling feeling near your third eye chakra, your forehead. My forehead is numb. You sometimes see energy flow through the room. Those are people who are very sensitive, very sensitive people, right? And you can work for, you know, you can work. Work for whatever, you see the master carpenter, you see the master musician, you see the master mechanic, you see the master builders, the master doctors, all that. They didn't just get that. They worked for those goals. Maybe they had the aptitude and they went in that direction, but they worked for those goals and they gained those skills and through experience, they got better. Same saying, you know? So exercise, 
to open your third eye. How about you can like, how this actually is actually exercise. Sit up straight in a comfortable position. Take a couple of deep breaths in through the nose and make sure you breathe to your belly and then you blow out the air through your mouth. Let tension leave the body during these exhales more and more until you've completely relaxed. You know what? When you when you breathe deeply, you stimulate all kinds of fluids in your body, especially down in you know martial arts we call it a tantian, but really it's 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 the base of your gut, your diaphragm, you know, and there's fluids that will will come out. They clean your body. They do all kinds of stuff. But in in actual you know mechanical breathing, how people breathe, they don't breathe. They don't uh, get their lungs open enough and move their diaphragm. To stimulate these fluids so there's breathing exercises you can do of like i do like inhale for you know what let's say i inhale for like 10 seconds right real slow and then i'm going to hold it for 10 seconds and then i'm going to push it out you know as fast as possible so and then that's a good way to stretch that's a good way to stretch your lungs and get that in there anyway just to say, and this is good for kids, you know, I mean, for kids, their pineal glands, get getting them understanding what a little bit more about themselves, a little bit more about the world, you know, so it's so, okay. After you've done all your breathing stuff, once you're done, you become aware of the spot between that eyebrow and then uh, a little bit above them, you know, the I put the, a picture up on, on the banner for the show tonight. The artist Prince has... Uh, had like these glasses that uh, had the third eye and also uh you know george clinton actually know him <laughs> and he's got the third eye too and the glass sunglasses so these they get it you know they get it two amazing musicians amazing artists and they definitely get it so all right imagine an indigo blue ball of light blue balls right in front of your face right in front of your third eye you see it you feel it you take a deep breath and hold it, then gently bite your tongue with your front teeth. Make that sound. That thoth. Thoth. I'm Mike Tyson, man. I'm Mike Tyson. Amen. I'm Mike Tyson. And that shit ain't funny, mofo. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Mike Tyson's on his gummies. He's got like gummy gummy weed products i think the guy's just i think he's been floating ever since <laughs> he's the gummy <laughs> i'm the gummy man i'm the gummy man gummy man anyway all right so you want to make that sound and once you find the right pitch you'll feel your third eye tremble vibrate you should also use, like, you know, blast some ACDC. <laughs> Vibrate your head. <laughs> I think that mind is cleared out and hung out in so many metal clubs back in the day. All those shows, oh, my God, they're loud. I'm surprised I even have my hearing. <laughs> talk about vibration. You couldn't even talk to somebody unless you were, like, screaming in their ear, literally, in those places. That, that's how loud it was. Anyway. Went to the ACDC concert, my first big concert, going without my mom or any of that. Nassau Coliseum, ACDC, for those about the rock tour, went with my friend Jay. And then it was so loud, 
I couldn't hear myself. I can't, went to school. I couldn't. I felt like my head was underwater for two days. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was the good old days, man. You know, you got permanent hearing damage when that crap is uh, is present. So, but it was a damn good show. Anyway, so you need to find the right pitch, and then you want your third eye to tremble, right? And spiritual help, okay. You can repeat this a couple of days in a row. It might give you a headache. You want to clear things out. If you're not ready to open up your third eye, you can practice however long you want. And uh, But it won't happen unless you make it happen. So you don't force it. You just want to feel what's happening. Take your time. You know, it can be a lengthy process, but it's just something that you have to work at. You know what? As, as much as you're ready to handle something is how it's going to unfold. In the world, you're not given any tasks you can't do. Understand that about God. Understand that. You want me to tell you? You're not given any tasks that you cannot do. So for the people that say, I can't do this and this and whatever, no, 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 no. You, you can. That's what you got to do as part of you. People say to me, oh, man, you're, you're so strong. You're so strong to go through the things you've just gone through and whatever. I like I laugh. I'm like, it's not strength, it's durability, you know, durability. That's all. I could take a beating. That's exactly what it is, right? So I use my third eye to try to avoid that crap. <laughs> sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? So, and what you'll feel, you'll feel that little increasing pressure in your head. Uh, for you get that foresight, you get sensitivity to light. Gradual changes you'll experience in your spiritual self, but you'll reap the benefits of your new view of the world. It'll open you up. You'll want to know more. You'll want to be more. You want to do more. You want to uh, fly like an eagle to the sea. Yeah? Yes. Manifestations of power. Contrary to popular belief, psychic powers manifesting in people who have an active third eye are not uncommon. Telepathy, clairvoyance are just two of the most prominent examples. No matter how unfamiliar this can be to you, uh, you must not fret. You know what? Like the first time you got your cell phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you keep updating. They're not getting better, by the way, cell phones. They just throw more ads at you. They're getting better at throwing more ads at you. I'm sick of it, really. Seeing beyond the obvious. So although it can be a burden to know and see more than everyone else does, frustrating, too, when you're trying to point something out to somebody, they get it. Get it. Your third eye will enable you to spot lies and shiny shenanigan slogans. <laughs> a, a restaurant that offers an all-you-can-eat assortment of food can be enticing to a normal individual. But for you, with the big third eye, you'll be like, hey, there's something going on there. Anyway, all-you-can-eat. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Those places are gross. Also, the, the, the food is just so terrible, right? I'm not really a buffet guy. I've actually only been to one buffet in my entire life, and it was a Mother's Day buffet. And it was, like, really high-end food, but people got pigged out. If I go to a restaurant, one, I like being served, because that's why I'm going to the restaurant. Otherwise, I can, I can stay home and cook. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I don't have to worry about anything. I, you know, <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. But anyway. And how about a heightened sense of self? The final sign is that many do not even take notice. An open third eye will increase your sense of inner self. You know what? You're going to build up your confidence. 
It's going to lift up your self-esteem. It's going to open up things, and you're going to see how petty a lot of things are, too. A petty how people are, how people can live, and all that stuff. And you don't want to be dragged into that world of pettiness. It's just not good. It's not healthy. You got to be able to just learn from your mistakes, move forward, and don't feel bad. Don't feel bad when you don't achieve certain things that you want to achieve right away or whatever, because sometimes it takes time. Sometimes things are easy. Sometimes they're not, right? It's just that back and forth. But like I said before, no matter what task you're given in this world, it's nothing you can't handle. So it's something that you have to work with those goals. And, and don't ever compare yourself to other people. Well, this person doesn't have to go through that. How come I have to go through it? Or that person doesn't have to go. Because we can say that all day about people that have it much worse than you. You know, people who are excruciating pain. And maybe that's even you, right? But it's what you've got. And you can't say this person, that person, or whatever. Because some people have it better. Some people have it worse. Some people have it the same. The problem is you. And how you're going to get through all of these things. That's the deal. So the third eye will give you a different vision on what your eyeballs and what your senses take in. The third eye will cover the whole gamut. So use it. Open it up. Next show is November 1st. Halloween's coming up on Monday. The funky day. Funky day for Halloween. I'll tell you, though, it's kind of cool. Because when it's on a Monday, people celebrate Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> so you got a lot. Of, when Halloween's on a Wednesday, it's on a Wednesday. And people try to shoot for the weekend, but there's no there's no thrust left for that. You know what I mean? Only the diehards, right? But when Halloween's on a Monday, ba-ba-boom, you got the whole weekend. So celebrate, be safe. You know, don't. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> Watch your back, man, please. You know, there's people uh, that are just off the wall right now and we're in a very tender time in the world of humanity, especially here in the United States and over there in the UK and Australia, too, you know, where there's people out there looking to make a point. There's people out there trying to, to draw attention to themselves through terrible negative ways and, and using violence, that too. So be aware, that's all. If you're at the party, if you're in the parade, just keep an eye out. I grew up like that. You know what I mean? I don't take two steps without looking behind me. It's called the New York City shuffle. And because there's crazy people who will attack you. I'm lucky. I'm six foot five and I'm a huge guy. So people don't, they don't really say, hey, I'm going to pick on that guy. No, they're going to look for the little people. They're going to look for you guys. <laughs> the, little, the little one walking along and messing with you. So be careful, protect yourselves, but have a great Halloween. And, you know, you just have to balance things out. But this is what we've got, man. I will see you guys. I'll see you guys in November, for God's sakes. I love you all. Mm, be careful. Be safe. I love you. Mm, mm, mm.